Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Ego Chow Podcast. My name is Preston Byers and as always I'm joined by my co-host Justin Binkowski and on today's episode we are talking about the final week of qualifiers for the Call of Duty League. The last online matches of the 2023 season are finished. They are done. We no longer have to deal with online COD. Well, we're not really dealing with it, but the players definitely don't have to deal with it. Um, And we are now looking forward to the final two events, the final two lands, the final major coming up this weekend, which is the biggest um, point of focus for us. Uh, And we will be previewing that as a part of this show, as we always do before the majors. Uh, but before we do any of that, how are you doing, Bink? I'm doing all right. Ready to, you know, blaze through these uh, qualifiers and get into good stuff. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into these uh, last 10 matches because it there were a lot of interesting uh, little nuggets to, to watch. Um, Denver Nuggets, I, I think I have that on the brain, but... Um, you know, there was a lot to really focus on this past weekend because we had a lot of seeding implications in the CDL, uh, specifically around that eighth and final CDL champ spot, uh, which we've been talking at length about uh, because it's been a really, really interesting race. Um, one of the teams that is technically still in contention for that eighth spot uh, are the Florida Mutineers who have really, oh no, they actually got eliminated uh, on like the last day, didn't they? Um, but yeah, because I think it was what Boston won and that kind of screwed them. Um, I don't remember what it was. I just know they're out. Yeah. So Florida, uh, if this was recorded two days ago or, you know, 48 hours ago, they would have been in contention, but, uh, with Minnesota, uh, it was because Minnesota won their last match, putting them 70 points ahead of Florida. Um, and that kind of made it impossible for them to do that. But, um, at the time when this game was played, Florida still had a very, very outside shot of making it to champs. Uh, and obviously they played London, so it wasn't a, a huge thing. Um, it was kind of a, a mini blow it up bowl. Definitely not as blow it up bowl as you can get as that would be LAG versus London. But um, Florida ends up winning this 3-0 and they secure winner's bracket. Uh, which is the first time that's happened for uh, for them this season. And um, it's just kind of a, a little bit too late for them, obviously. Um, this was the first time that they had won three matches in the qualifiers this season. They had gone two and three in the major one qualifiers, two and three in the major two qualifiers, one and four in the major three qualifiers, and oh and five in the major four qualifiers. Um, and you can kind of see how that works out in the points. It it doesn't. It It's why they are now in 10th and probably will finish the season in 10th place uh, without a champ's appearance. Uh, any thoughts from this match? It was the first match. It was, you know, not very memorable because it's Florida versus London. Not a, a huge match that people are looking forward to. No, I think that, that was the big thing for me was pointing out it's the first time they got winner's bracket this year. Um, very easily with their position that they're in, in the overall standings, they could have just, you know, shipped it in, not, you know, really cared that much. But obviously these players are still playing to prove that they belong in the league and uh, that they deserve a spot next year. So um, I think it's good for the guys on Florida to, uh, you know, have a strong performance in the qualifiers and potentially set themselves up to uh, pull off some upsets. And we've already seen in the past couple of uh 
majors, I think actually the last two majors, Florida has had a loser's bracket upset in their first round match. So now, you know, they have uh, that buffer of actually being in the winner's bracket, not immediately having to fight for their lives in the loser's bracket. So it will be interesting to see. You know, we've seen it before with notably Seattle at the, uh, I think it was stage five major in Black Ops Cold War. Um, where like Seattle, the, the, the classic, uh, I can't think of it, the, the, the classic rivalry, but I, I can't think of the actual term for where Seattle eliminated phase. And it was basically Seattle's champs because they had already not qualified for champs. And, uh, so that's, that's kind of how Florida has to look at this tournament right now. This is their last event. They got to go out and, uh, try to try to make some magic happen. Yeah. And there's still money involved and that's obviously a, a good incentive to do well and find a, a few more wins, hopefully get more prize earnings so you could kind of cash out of the CDL and not feel like it's it's been a complete waste of time. Um, and obviously I think we'll be seeing much more of Vickel next season with Florida or Miami as um, they're reportedly going to be called. Um, next match, LAT versus Minnesota, a match that obviously uh, a lot of people were interested in, not only because Minnesota, uh, the eighth place team, they need to keep winning, they need to keep Vegas at arm's length, but we also have LAT, the defending major champions who looked really, really good uh, just a month ago in Columbus. And they entered this match with an 0-3 qualifiers record uh, and very much in danger of falling into the loser's bracket starting Major 5 uh, in the loser's bracket, which obviously is not ideal even for a very talented team like LAT. Um, they really needed this win, and they definitely did not get it. Uh, they got blown out in hard point by Minnesota. Um, they did end up winning the search, but then they lost the control and another hard point in this series, uh, losing 3-1. Uh, it obviously should be mentioned that this was the first match for Attach back in the Minnesota lineup after replacing, um, why am I blanking on his name, uh, the English player that... Afro. Afro, thank you. Um, yeah, I don't know why my brain's just not working today, but um, Afro was replaced last week, I believe, in the starting lineup, or, uh, as that's when they announced it. Attach coming back in after a few months off, uh, and he looked uh, pretty good, all things considered. Um, he didn't have like a particularly, you know, like pop off map or anything, but um, he did go twenty three and eighteen in that control, uh, which Minnesota won. Um, what are you thinking with LAT now? This They dropped to 0-4 with this loss. We talked about it a little bit over the past two weeks about kind of, uh, you know, similar to Toronto after winning Major 3. Toronto had a pretty poor qualifier run and ended up starting Major 4 in the loser's bracket. Um, and with that, the loss to Minnesota, LAT guaranteed a spot in the loser's bracket as well. Um, any theories as to why this is happening for the Thieves? I still don't have a good answer to that, and I, I wish I did, but um, it's just really confusing, especially, you know, you look at the series against the new new lineup that, you know, obviously the, the players have some uh, mm -hmm. chemistry playing together, but not as this set of four guys on Minnesota, so 
Um, should have been a good opportunity for LATs to bounce back, but obviously, you know, something's going on there. And uh, for the Thieves in particular to play a series where they only want to search and they lose three respawns, that just seems uncharacteristic of them. So uh, I'm really going to be interested to see how they play overall at Major 4. Um, obviously, they're going to be in the loser's bracket. We've seen them go on an impressive loser's bracket run earlier this year at Major 2, so we might see it again. But... Uh, yeah, just a very strange situation and just not really sure what's going on. But obviously it was a massive win for uh, Minnesota. Pretty sure it was the first time Minnesota beat LAT this year. And uh, obviously with their point situation in the race to lock it, oh, excuse me, in the, the race to lock in a champ spot, um, this was a just a massive W for them. Uh, and for LAT, they are... In fourth place, uh, so, you know, they win their second match of this weekend. You know, we won't really discuss it at length because it was against London, uh, but they they did win, but uh, that got them fourth place in the standings so far. Obviously, things can and likely will change within the standings uh, at Major 5 because there are this is the biggest opportunity and obviously the final opportunity for these teams to get CDL points. But LAT could slide to fifth place depending on how the New York subliners do. Um, you know, not a, a great deal of difference, uh, at least in champs, when you're the four or five seed because those teams play each other. But at the same time, it's not ideal that they very much could have been a top two seed uh, if they had been more consistent um, all season or just in the qualifiers, they would definitely be the third seed at the moment uh, had they not been so bad in these set of qualifiers. And it's confounding to me and to you. And I think to a lot of people watching them on a weekly basis as to why right now they seem to be doing so much worse when a month and, you know, maybe even farther back than that, they looked like the best team or one of the best teams and they're just not now. And, uh, or at least that's what it appears to be. I, I do think, you know, the major buff for LAT is a real thing. I think they're a better team online or, uh, offline rather than online, but it's still pretty amazing that they were so bad, uh, this set of qualifiers and, um, it's gonna, it might be kind of costly for them, at least in terms of seeding and definitely momentum heading into the biggest event of the year. Um, next match, Seattle versus New York, two teams that uh, had already locked, uh, Seattle had not locked up a champ spot, but they're inching closer. New York did uh, lock up a champ spot, um, I believe either this past week or two weeks ago. Um, and uh, both these teams really kind of needed to get back on you know, the good side of things. Uh, I don't think either one of them had had uh, a particularly strong qualifiers up to this point. Um, New York losing to Vegas was uh, a kind of a, a big shock, um, at least to me. Uh, Seattle has been, you know, as we've talked about quite a bit this season, pretty hit or miss, um, and they've been mostly missing in these qualifiers. Uh, but New York gets this uh, a win, 3-1. Um, Seattle drop to one and three uh new york uh gets another win they they get back in the win column um what do you think of the subliners victory over the surge yeah i mean this was just the hydra series he just absolutely went off 110 kills overall 110 67 for a 1.64 kd 
Uh, should be noted too, Pred had uh, a 1.38 KD going 95 and 69, so he was right there with him, but just obviously outpaced a little bit. Um, and then the rest of the guys on the surge didn't really have strong statistical performances, so Hydra just played out of this world, and, and this series in particular had, um, I think, they, what was it actually an 18 kills? So I think it was just 18 uh, kills overall, not an actual streak, but um, yeah, he had he had 18 kills in the map two search, which was also a five two comeback, and um, that that performance is a, a CDL tie, I believe, like in you know five v five, um, like Black Ops four. I, I think it was Vivid actually, a champs against Envy had like 20 kills on whatever team he was playing on, stuff like that. So we've seen higher numbers, but in, just in the CDL now. Um, I believe this is the 18 is the mark to beat for S&D kills. So just really strong performance out of Hydra. Um, there's been a lot of talk, I feel like, in the community about, like, you know, who's the best player in the game and, and stuff like that. And with a performance like that, um, you know, Hydra's name gets thrown around even before that. So this, this kind of, you know, if, if New York has a strong performance here uh, at Major 5, it, it could boost his potential for uh, winning MVP if, if that's um, how other people feel. But obviously, uh, I, I think... Um, slightly off topic but i think the mvp race is going to come down to if there's like a repeat winner on a, a team if if somebody gets their second major this year i think that should um heavily weigh into the mvp discussion but we can talk about that another time uh just yeah long story short hydra played out of this world in the series and uh it was a big win for new york there uh seattle they played the final match of friday played the first match of saturday Ended up losing both matches 3 1. Uh, the Saturday match was against the Las Vegas Legion. Um, obviously, this is the first and foremost Vegas Legion podcast. Um, and we've been on the Vegas as winning champs um, before they were even in Vegas. So it's, it's obviously been a, a, a long time coming. Uh, and this was one step closer for Vegas, a much needed win, especially with Minnesota beating LAT on Friday. Um, but a, a big win for the Legion. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just really impressed by Vegas because we've been talking a lot about this season in, in general of like their respawn being kind of weak. They're a good S&D team, but it kind of all falls apart usually in hard point uh, and definitely in control. But in this series a 250 to 205 win in the first hard point a 250 to 206 win in the second hard point and they clutch up around 11 to win the series 3-1 obviously losing the control as vegas is accustomed to do uh but still a win regardless um your thoughts on the legions 3-1 win over seattle yeah it was a must-win series for them really um especially with minnesota winning earlier uh, the the day prior to their matchup, you know, they, they had to try to control what they can control and just play the opponent in front of them and, and pick up some points. Um, but and more importantly than that, too, this win solidified Vegas in the winner's bracket, which obviously we know it didn't work out for them too well at Major 4. Uh, but in potentially their final event of the season, you know, being in winner's bracket is much better than being in loser's bracket off the rip. So uh, just just a crucial victory to do that and set themselves up for um, 
as much success as they possibly can have. Um, we'll, we'll talk much later in the show about uh, the bracket gods not necessarily blessing the Vegas' winning champs crew, but uh, nonetheless, they, they did what they can control at least. They only had one match this set of qualifiers, or sorry, the, this weekend of the qualifiers as opposed to Minnesota having two. So uh, you only got one match, you, you got to try to win that to, to get those points, especially when you're in the position that Vegas is in, and, and that's what they were able to do. So uh, some unfortunate circumstances for Vegas outside of their control, but, um, you know, you, you can look back to other opportunities they've had throughout the season where they didn't capitalize on it. So uh, all that stuff is in the rearview mirror. They just got to look ahead now to major five this week. And uh, they, they got to basically have their best performance of the year to, if, if they want to play a chance. Uh, next match optic versus Florida uh, optic entering the match four and oh Florida, surprisingly entering three and one, which is, uh, is obviously weird. Um, but it, it's a little less weird when you look at the opponents uh, for some of those matches. Uh, but Optic have been kind of touted as the best team or at least like the second best team, uh, especially with LAT falling off in the qualifiers. Optic, their dominance in the qualifiers has been even more surprising, or not more surprising, but even more impressive that they've been able to do it Um each and every week is it's been pretty incredible to watch optic win this match over Florida 3-0 um, a pretty close 3-0 if you look at it just from like the you know none of these maps were blowouts uh, Florida did hang tough with optic uh, for those three maps but still um, you know it doesn't really matter when you close uh, optic closes out those maps every single time uh, and they uh, moved to 5-0 and in the qualifiers, back-to-back undefeated qualifier records. Uh, I believe they're the first team to do that um, in the CDL since they've went to these uh, this qualifier setup. Um, and their map count for this set of qualifiers were 15-3, and with an 80, so that's an 83% uh, map win percentage. Pretty pretty dominant all, th- uh, all throughout um, these last three weeks, and it's not like they've had... You know, the easiest string of games, they 3-0'd phase. Um, they beat Toronto. They beat Seattle, which, you know, it doesn't look too great. But they also beat Vegas and then Florida, two teams that ended up in the winner's bracket uh, of these um, or for this major. So uh, what do you think of Optic and kind of like their dominance as a whole as we head into the final major of the season? Yeah, I think, you know, not to sound like a broken record or anything, but it feels like I had this exact same conversation heading into Major 4 when mm-hmm. uh, Optic was 5-0. and they're, they're the best team in the game right now. Can't really debate it. Um, it's just going to come down to whether they're able to, you know, clutch up at the Major. Because, again, you know, they got second place at Major 4. Uh, they got second place at Major 3, too. But, you know, following that 5-0 performance in online qualifiers, getting second, um, is the second best performance you can get. So it's not like they played bad at the major. They just weren't able to uh, actually clinch the trophy. It's, it's just going to come down to the little things and, you know, um, what they're able to switch up there to try and change their ultimate fate. Uh, sounds a little dramatic to say it like that. But, um, yeah, I, I think it would be, I don't want to say disappointing, um, because obviously Optic fans are always disappointed when uh, Optic doesn't win. But um, I just think if, if back-to-back majors, they, you know, 
have these 5-0 performances online and they don't come away with a title, um, might have to, you know, just take a little bit of a deeper dive to try and see if we can think, come up with anything. But again, you know, could be uh, MW2 at the end of the day, who really knows. But uh, Optic is in as good of a position as they can be to um, potentially get their first trophy of, of this season. Um, I will say, like you said, the, these maps against Florida were uh, pretty close. And I believe that uh, this is the first round matchup, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. yeah, we get a rematch of this on land. We know there's history there of Florida upsetting Optic even earlier this year and in, in Scump's last event, which turned out to be Scump's last event. Um, so, should be some good content on social media out of that. But um, all that aside, yeah, I, you know, I think Optic are, are looking good at the right time. Yeah, uh, definitely. They're they're almost kind of pulling an LAT from last season where they're just very strong as we get to the end of the season. And I, I think momentum is a really big part. And like the recent form of play is a really big part when you're making predictions or trying to think about who could be a contender. And uh, I picked optic to win the last major and, you know, they came just a little bit short, but still a second place finish. And I think, you know, they obviously are one of, if not the favorite to uh, win major five now and probably even champs at this point, but, uh, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves. Um, next match, Toronto LAG. Toronto wins 3-0. Um, you know, just LAG tings. They're pretty bad. Uh, you know, breaking point said barbecue chicken alert, and that's that's pretty, you know, pretty accurate at this point. Uh, LAG not in contention for champs. Um, the, the search was reasonably close, but, uh, overall not a very competitive series. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that? No, I don't think we have to spend too much time on this one. I think, you know, Toronto had their struggles in the last set of qualifiers, uh, didn't turn out to be the case here. So much stronger performance out of them, uh, online, which, which could potentially lead to them being in good form heading into this major. So we'll, we'll see how they do at the major, but obviously not much to really take away from this match in particular. Next up, Atlanta versus Boston. A more interesting series because uh, FaZe has not been, you know, as good or as consistent as we've, you know, become accustomed to them being over the past, you know, two years really. And Boston, uh, pretty much in the same position as Minnesota, uh, maybe in a slightly better one. That um, they are at, at this point, they were not guaranteed a spot at champs. They're still not, but um, they're a lot closer than Minnesota is right now. Um, so, you know, every win really matters for them. Every match really matters. Uh, we, and, you know, Boston's kind of been at the center of the Sound EQ controversy dating back to um, the, the Minnesota home series a few weeks ago where they refused to, you know, not use Sound EQ. And um, that's, you know, kind of turned into a thing. And I think it's kind of made them a villain in some fans' eyes because Minnesota are in this fight for eighth place and Boston is as well. And Boston is not adhering to the same um, kind of rules and, you know, agreements that Minnesota uh, was. Um, but Boston ended up losing this series uh, to Atlanta 3-1. Um, not too shocking of a result considering FaZe are, are just the better team, I think, overall. But a very tight series nonetheless um, in terms of the respawns. Uh, a 250 to 243 win for FaZe on Abagra in game one. 
a pretty lopsided uh, search win, a 3-1 control win for Boston, and then a 250-208 hotel hardpoint win for FaZe to close out this series. Um, I believe hardpoint has been kind of a, you know, a lacking um, game mode for phase uh, at least recently. Um, and I, I just don't think they're probably going to get control back. I, I think they're in the Vegas train of you're going to lose control. So you might as well win those searches, win those hard points, and that's your way to a uh, victory. Um, but a, a win is a win for phase. Um, do you think this is kind of a turning point for phase, a, a boost of confidence for them as they get into major five? I wouldn't say that I, I think they expect to be a team like Boston and, you know, if they if they didn't take care of business against them, then that would be a bigger concern as opposed to beating them being like a more of an uplifting thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm I'm not too sure on that. I, I think obviously it's it's much better result to have them have a win going into the major as opposed to the opposite. But uh yeah, I think, you know, FaZe is still a really good team just had those minor issues with I can't really say minor, but they've had their respawn and hard point issues this year. Um, so we'll just have to see how they perform on land. Um, most all the all the guys on on that team are world champions, and they they thrive at this time of the year. So um, could be a good time for phase uh, to get their first championship heading into champs, but. Uh, that might be wishful thinking. We'll have to see how they how they play because you know most likely, um, barring some pretty major upsets, um, if phase were to be in the finals, you would most likely expect it to be against Optic or maybe you know a winners bracket uh, matchup, winners bracket final matchup between phase and Optic. And Optic have notably had their number this year, so so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I just think you know was a a good win for Atlanta, but an unexpected one at that. Next match, Toronto versus Minnesota. A very big match, uh, not only for Minnesota, but for Vegas and for Toronto. All these teams, uh, you know, not fighting for eighth, but all fighting for seeding as we get into Major Five. Um, You know, just because Vegas had been guaranteed a spot in the winner's bracket didn't necessarily mean they would get a favorable seating. And we will get to that um, in a little bit, but uh, Minnesota were also two and two going into this and needed a win to kind of ensure that they would get a winner's bracket slot as well, which is obviously incredibly, incredibly important as we get to uh, major five and these last uh, few chances for, or the last chance for CDL points. Um, and Toronto as well, uh, definitely not wanting to uh, slide out of the winner's bracket, um, which would, you know, I don't, I don't know if it was actually possible for them um, because of the, of the records and everything. Um, it, it, it wasn't impossible, but they would have to play Optic at, had they lost this match. So kind of the loser of this match would have played Optic in the first round, which not ideal, um, but, uh, or excuse me, I'm my brain working on maybe 3% of battery left. If Minnesota had lost, they would have played optic. If Toronto had lost, they would be okay. Um, my brain just not working today for some reason. Uh, but Minnesota ended up winning this three, two, um, a really disappointing result for the Vegas is winning champs crew. Uh, you know, it ended up being, I think it, it was probably fatal for, uh, for Vegas's chances to get to champs. 
Um, Minnesota goes 2-0 this week with the Tatch. They get a winner's bracket spot. Um, they get a more favorable matchup than playing Optic in round one. Um, it just was not a, a good result for Vegas, but a great result for Minnesota. Um, your thoughts as you watch this uh, and kind of the effect it has had on Vegas and you know Minnesota's uh, chances to make champs. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just pretty impressive, in my opinion, out of Minnesota just in general. Limited practice, new roster. Um, to go 2-0 against two teams that have won the last two majors, it's not like, you know, they, they went 2-0 against LAG in London. Um, these are tough matches, especially for a team, uh, like I we was saying earlier, that just a set of four who haven't played much together. Uh, and the fact they were able to pull off these wins is just massive for them, detrimental for Vegas, like you were saying. Uh, really impressed that they were able to win two hard points here against Toronto. Um, you were you were talking last episode about how uh, Minnesota just, I'm, I'm pretty sure like you were reading off the numbers, and Minnesota hadn't been good in hard point, and then they added fame to the roster, and they still weren't any better at hard point. So uh, this iteration is off to a better start in hard point. Obviously, you know, it's small sample size, but um, that's the only sample size you really get, and we're at the end of the year now. So, um, yeah, just a, a massive win out of Minnesota um, and really has huge implications for them and uh, all these other teams fighting for uh, champs, but especially uh, the Vegas' winning champs crew is definitely down bad after this one. Yeah, um, a really, really big win for Minnesota. Um, They're probably their biggest win in the CDL in quite some time, Um, and that's not even being dramatic. It's literally like it might have clinched them a, a spot at champs by itself, beating uh toronto and kind of messing up the bracket to this degree to to where vegas has a a much harder road and in minnesota has a much easier road to get a few points and um thus a a champ spot um next match lat versus london lat do get their first win of the qualifiers uh and london they uh tied the cdl record or the worst qualifiers uh, or the worst stage, I believe. Um, so they went two and 15 in map count uh, in the major five qualifiers. Um, not great. I, I will say um, it's impressive that they were somehow worse than the Paris Legion were last year. So that, that does deserve some congratulations, but um, yeah, not great for London as they dropped to own five and uh, you know, they're finishing up their season at major five. So they should, kind of enjoy that last event. Um, but LAT 3-0, um, is this, do you think this makes any difference for them, like in terms of momentum heading into the, the last major? No, I, I think similar to uh, Atlanta, Boston, but not to as much of a uh, extreme. Uh, it would be a much bigger deal if LAT had lost this match as opposed to as big of a deal as it is them winning. Uh, like like I said, for Atlanta and Boston, it's obviously better to go into the major on a win than a loss. Uh, but especially in this case with the defending major champions going against the literal last place team, um, it would have been a much bigger red flag if they had lost as opposed to the small green flag, green flag that they get for winning this one. Yeah. Uh, final match, final online match of the season. New York versus Boston. Uh, the subliners kind of load managing uh skies um very nba of them 
Uh, they decided to sit skies for the final match of uh, the season and insert Wardy, their substitute, into the uh, into the lineup for their final match. Uh, D-Real, the, the coach for NYSL, said, quote, Skies is fine, is completely fine last game of the online season. We wanted to give Wardy the main stage, albeit online, experience against Boston. He's going to showcase his talents tomorrow. Guy's a demon. Uh, it did not end up being a win for New York, but they were also locked into a winner's bracket spot at Major 5 anyway, so it was kind of a you know, no lose situation, uh, in that regard. Um, the only real losers of this series were the Vegas Legion because Boston, um, if they had lost, they would have been tied uh, with Minnesota for eighth and would have been only about 20 points away, uh, 20 or 30 points away from, uh, Vegas, um, or 20 points away, uh, uh from Vegas in eighth place. But, uh, Boston win three, one, they get those extra 10 points. They move into a tie for seventh place with Seattle. Um, yeah, not great for Vegas. A pretty, pretty piss poor weekend. Um, despite them actually winning their match, everything just did not break right for them in that moment. Um, but yeah, did you have any thoughts on Boston winning this series? Um, you know, with New York not having skies. I just thought the decision to play Wardy was seemed a little strange. I, I get the, um, trying to give him some playing time and stuff it just seems like timing wise it it might not have been the best decision and um you know obviously like you were saying new york is in champs and the seating they they must not have really cared about the implications of the seating uh for them personally because they're already in champs so um i'm I'm not sure i agree with the decision to give wardy an opportunity and and kind of like the the weird thing is that it was like like you said in in DVL's tweet, it's not even like an opportunity to play on the big stage because he's literally mm-hmm. playing online. So, um, I'm not too like overly concerned about it. It's just something that I'm I'm not really sure how I feel beyond just thinking it's a little strange. Um, but end of the day, it's what they decided to do, and it has ramifications outside of uh new york's camp that again similar to what i was saying earlier it's just something you know vegas in particular they couldn't control um so now all all the cards have been dealt heading into the major and uh vegas has got to make the most of their opportunity if they want to play a champs on home turf yeah i mean wardy didn't play poorly um he definitely didn't it didn't stick out or anything he actually went seven and three uh in the search which new york won um, but this was, you know, at least game four was, you know, big wake. He was as big of a wake as, as he can be. Uh, he dropped 39. Um, he went 39 and 24. Kremp uh, dropped a 30 bomb as well. Um, just a, a pretty strong performance from uh, big wake in the hard point, in, in both hard points, actually. Um, but yeah, big win for Boston. Definitely gives them a little more breathing room as we get into major five and as far as new york uh, goes for their seating i don't think they really care about the seating because um it's you know like it's they could realistically get into third um you know if toronto and lat kind of flame out and they get a few wins maybe get top six or top four uh at the at the major um but right now they sit in fifth place and like i said earlier fourth and fifth is you know it's pretty much the same at this point. There's no real home field advantage uh, in terms of getting a four versus five. 
And, um, you know, unless Boston wins major five and New York gets double first rounded, they are, you know, five is, is pretty much as far as they can fall in the, in the standings, um, as we get into the, uh, get to champs, um, pick them records. Uh, so I went six and four, you went seven and three. Um, and we've been pretty tight pretty much the entire season, um, so you are now 117 and 81 and I'm four games back at 113 to 85 champs in the major obviously my last two ch- uh, shots to overtake you and and beat you um it's not looking great but maybe our our predictions like major 4 I think it was either major 3 or major 4 I rode optic to kind of beat you at the major which maybe I'll have to do that again um but it's uh it's getting close and we are at finally at the major five preview uh, that we've been kind of teasing all episode long. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk about major five. Um, it's going to be played in Toronto. Uh, Toronto ultra will be hosting this fifth and final major. Um, and it's, it's shaping up to be really, really exciting I, in terms of, of seating. It's, it's really that bottom, you know, three teams and uh, you know, as, as far as the top eight seeds, uh, Boston, Seattle, Minnesota, and Vegas are the most interesting teams at this major. Um, despite Optic, you know, possibly winning, uh, you know, they look like the best team. LAT, what will happen with them? Will they be able to make another loser bracket run? Phase, will they be able to hold on to the number one seed? All of that's really nice and everything, but really, those four teams, Boston, Seattle, Minnesota, and Vegas, they all are without a guaranteed spot at champ so far. And, you know, there's there's got to be a lot to break right for Vegas, who is right now, if the season ended today, they would be on the outside looking in. They're 20 points back from eighth place. But even them, they, they have to feel at least somewhat confident because they are in the winner's bracket. They you know, they, they do have a few chances, at least if they do lose to phase, then they will at least, um, get another shot to get more points and hopefully, uh, get a spot at champs. Um, but I'll pull up the bracket on the screen now. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube or obviously if you wanted to watch live at twitch.tv slash ego child podcast, you could watch, um, and I'll pull up the, the bracket on screen so we can kind of look, um, as we go along, uh, a really, a really bad bracket. If you're a Vegas fan, uh, because of the, the seating for major five, um, it turned into a six way tie for third place. All of these teams, uh, Toronto, Boston, Minnesota, New York, Vegas, and Florida, all of those teams finished three and two in the, uh, in the major five qualifiers, which obviously the tiebreakers are like head to head, you know, like what's your record between these like six opponents. And the way it shook out was not favorable to the Legion. Um, the Vegas Legion ended up being, uh, seated sixth, I believe. Um, and that means that they will play the Atlanta phase in round one. Um, the Toronto ultra and New York subliners will play each other. The Boston breach and Minnesota rocker will play each other and optic Texas will face the Florida mutineers as Bink said earlier, uh, in their first round matchup. Um, yeah, like I, as soon as the bracket got released and I saw that Vegas was playing phase, I tweeted that is probably the nail in the coffin 
for Vegas's champ spot um, or their champ's hopes because everything that needed to happen for them to get a favorable bracket did not happen. They played arguably the you know second, uh, if you want to say third, I would probably disagree, but probably the second hardest team in the winner's bracket, uh, the second best team in the winner's bracket in phase and a team that they have not had success against. Uh, and then Minnesota and Boston being in the same matchup against each other guarantees that one of those teams will get some points at major five, um, which, you know, to the opposite effect, I guess you mentioned before the show that at least they were not in separate, you know, matchups. So they could realistically get both get points and make it even tougher for Vegas. Um, but also Boston and Minnesota, the loser of that match will drop down to play the formidable London Royal Ravens. So who knows if they'll get double first rounded there. Um, whereas Vegas, they would drop down to play Seattle who obviously not great, but Seattle's also proven to kind of, you know, just turn up at certain points and be a very difficult opponent regardless. Um, your thoughts, as I've kind of ranted a little bit, but um, that that was kind of my thought process with the bracket. Uh, what do you think specifically when we're talking about Vegas and Minnesota and Boston, uh, excuse me, these teams that are fighting for eighth place, how the bracket shook out for them? Yeah, I, I think just in general, it's, you know, some of these matchups might not seem super interesting on paper, but there actually are some some pretty cool storylines. Um, you know, like we were kind of talking about earlier, Optic versus Florida might not seem like a or might seem like a, a very lopsided matchup, but we've seen that history of Florida being able to beat Optic in, in previous years and even earlier this year. So uh, that's kind of interesting. And, and even like we were saying earlier, the Optic just beat them 3-0 this past weekend. All the maps were close. So uh, could could be a, a bit of a closer match than maybe some people are expecting, but also could be another 3-0. So you never know. Uh, Boston versus Rocker. Obviously, those the points implication aside, it's is another rematch from earlier in the qualifiers where there was all that EQ drama at the uh, Minnesota home series. So uh, a little bit of revenge potentially uh, on the docket here for uh, Minnesota if they're trying to avenge their earlier loss and then Boston trying to prove that, you know, maybe to with EQ and without it, assuming it's it's not in play at this major, which it shouldn't be. Uh, obviously, FaZe versus Vegas, just tough draw for Vegas. Um, but if, if you want to be at champs, you got to beat these top teams anyway. Um, so it'll be a good test for them right out of the shoot. Um, and if they do drop down to play Seattle, the one silver lining there is they just played Seattle online and they were able to win that one. Um, so that would be an interesting matchup, even if Vegas do lose two phase in the first round. And then Toronto, New York, I, I feel like we've seen this a couple times uh, this year, and it's, it's been an interesting matchup. So uh, pretty excited for this one as well. It's it's, it's two teams that have won a major Um only matchup you can say that for in, in the first round here. So uh, definitely should be an exciting one. Um, that I, I really, you know, I think that's the one that I'd have. Oh, Siri just started talking on my phone. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I'm I'm excited for that matchup in particular, and it's really probably the only one that I'm kind of going back and forth on where I'm not really too sold on who I want to pick to win that one. Um, but yeah, I think you know you you talked about some of the implications for Vegas in particular. Um, the CDL put out an article earlier today talking just about like Vegas's situation in particular. They called the final push to champs, um, and the one interesting thing that really highlighted it to me is that. Um, assuming, which assuming Vegas loses the phase might seem harsh, but it just seems like, um, it, it's somewhat likely, mm -hmm. um, if that is the result that happens and then Vegas plays Seattle, there is a scenario where Vegas beats Seattle, mm -hmm. goes on a little bit of a run in the loser's bracket, and then Vegas is able to make champs with Boston and Minnesota and then Seattle misses out on champs. Yeah. That would be kind of kind of wild in my opinion. Just the thought of Seattle and Pred and Sib not being a champs would just be kind of mind blowing. Um so that's uh, I feel like you know we, we at least us in particular and and me individually I I feel like it's really been a race between Minnesota and Vegas in my head, but there are alternate scenarios where Vegas and Minnesota technically both could get in um, if Vegas is able to, you know, let, let's just say there's a world. Minnesota wins first round against Boston. Boston somehow loses to London, and then Vegas goes on a run with Minnesota. Both of them somehow get in. Like, there there are some pretty wild scenarios that, that could happen that you might not have thought were likely a couple weeks ago when it really just felt like it was a race between um, Minnesota and Vegas. So I'm, I'm just really excited for... Um, this weekend in general, I think, uh, I think the Vegas is winning champs crew, uh, has it tougher than it necessarily might have had to have been for them. But again, this is where they are in this position. They just got to show up and, uh, you know, do what they can if, if they want to compete at the, uh, end of season playoffs. So basically if Vegas lose to phase, and I think that's extremely likely based on kind of the play style of these two teams and, uh, the fact that Vegas is 0-4 this season against FaZe and 2-12 and in map count. It's been very lopsided for FaZe all season. Um, granted, they haven't played very much since Standy came in the lineup aside from this past uh, set of qualifiers where FaZe won 3-0, but there's not a lot of like head-to-head -head between the teams. Um, regardless, Vegas, if they lose to FaZe, they drop down to play Seattle. If they beat Seattle, obviously Seattle can't get any more CDL points this season and that they would end the season with 190 points. Uh, if Vegas beats Seattle, they would be 20 points behind Seattle in the, the standings um, and 10 points behind Minnesota. If Minnesota beats Boston, Boston somehow loses to London, which would be hilarious. Um, it, it could end up being a situation where it's a three-way tie between or it could honestly be a four-way tie between Minnesota and Vegas and Seattle and Boston. They could all realistically end with 190 points, but that would take Vegas getting, I believe, fourth in champs or uh, fourth at major five, which would be loser semis. Um, obviously not super likely. The best chance for them really would be that Minnesota lose both matches, uh, both to Boston and then to London. And then Vegas would just have to win two matches at, at champs. Um, they would have to secure, I believe it's, what is it? They have to finish top six, I think, 
um, in that scenario uh, because you get 20 points for top six. So yeah, Vegas has to finish top six uh, at the very least to get to champs because they get the the tiebreaker, which is kind of the only fortunate thing they have going for them. They had the tiebreaker over uh, Minnesota, and I believe that regardless, uh, well, obviously they need to beat Seattle, but um, they, I think, have the the matchup, the tiebreaker against Seattle as well this season. I think they've only played them twice and they've won both times. So head to head, obviously like, you know, they would win no matter what. Um, but it's just a lot of things that have to break right for Vegas. Um, they, I'm sure Vegas is, you know, crossing their fingers that London will kind of turn up at this event <laughs> and pull off an upset because that would really, really help them out regardless if it's Minnesota or Boston. Um, but now that I've talked through it, I really kind of want it to be a four-way tie for eighth place or for really seventh place. Um, Maximum chaos. Actually, I think it's sixth place. So, it would, it so was four-way would be for sixth. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how that would work. I'm not sure which team comes out on top, but kind of hoping for it because I I think Vegas might get in just based on the fact that they're undefeated against Minnesota and against Seattle. And regardless, you know, unless they've lost to Boston like 10 times this season, which I don't think is likely, um, Vegas will get in. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty pretty crazy um, the way this could work out uh, for everybody. Um, but yeah, I really hadn't thought of Seattle missing champs because I just, I mean, of, of course they've really just kind of choked down the, the, the last like few months where they haven't got really many CDL points and that's hurt them. And Boston and Minnesota both picked up quite a few points over the past few weeks based on their qualifiers. But, you know, it still seems unfathomable that Seattle could miss out on champs after finishing second place in the first major. And they had a pretty strong major three, I think as well, like maybe top four, top six. Um, but yeah, I, I, I there's a very real possibility that Seattle could miss out on champs um, if Boston, Minnesota, and Vegas all kind of do well. But yeah, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm, I've talked myself <laughs> into it, but I'm not getting my hopes up with Vegas because it's still a big uphill battle. Um, I think, though, that if Minnesota, if they win against Boston and Optic win, obviously I think that's, you know, kind of a, that's what a lot of people think. Um, and Optic beat Minnesota, which is probably the most likely outcome for for that. Minnesota would drop down and would play Vegas if Vegas continues on in the losers bracket. So it's it's always major five is interesting, and uh, I hope that we have as interesting of an outcome as we did last year with New York making their run um, and making champs. And you know that was at the expense of Minnesota and Florida, uh, but you know Florida they they don't have that you know, luxury of blowing it at the final major, they're already out. Uh, but Minnesota could do it again, which is which is nice. Um, let's talk go through these other winner's bracket matchups because we obviously talked a lot about FaZe uh, in Vegas. Um, let's talk about Toronto and New York because you did say it was interesting that they've kind of matched up against each other. Uh, both are also uh, former major champions. Um, both really have a good shot at the third seed um, at champs, which is probably more favorable because they would probably play Seattle, Boston, Vegas, Minnesota, one of those <laughs> teams, like who knows at this point, but that's better than the four five, which at the moment would appear to be LAT unless LAT make a run. 
Um, so what do you think about Toronto, New York? Who do you, who do you favor there? How do you see the matchup going? Yeah, this is the one I was saying that I'm, I'm really, I could go either way. I think I'm leaving Toronto right now. Um, but I, I could definitely see this one coming down to a game five and being a, a highly contested series. You know, if we see another repeat performance of, uh, what Hydra was able to do against Seattle this past weekend, then it's going to be tough for anybody to beat. Uh, New York if he's playing like that. So I'm I'm just excited to see what both these teams bring to the table, but uh, I'm leaning Toronto here. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Toronto as well, but I uh, I believe it was the last episode or maybe two episodes ago, um, I compared New York and LAT, uh, and I said like they have a very similar win-loss records in every game mode. Um, they're pretty similar teams in general. And I think the same is uh, the same can be said about Toronto and New York, if I'm not mistaken. I think they're pretty similar teams. Obviously, they have uh, almost identical records, you know, just based on the fact that they're both right around the the three, four, five seed. Um, this season, Toronto is 25 and 15, and New York is 25 and 16. So there's not a, a great deal of difference. Um, of course, both major champions, both have kind of had their ups and downs this season. Um, the the worst for New York being the fact that they didn't you know win a single match at major three. Uh, for Toronto, they haven't went winless at any major, but they had a really poor qualifiers uh, last time out um, in major four, and then major four, the actual event uh, was not particularly successful for them. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to go with Toronto, but uh, I, I really agree with you with the fact that this could go either way. There's no real way to kind of, you know, see if a team has an advantage, they, they both seem pretty equal and uh, that'll make for a pretty interesting first round matchup, uh, which maybe they'll play the the winner. Uh, uh, maybe they'll play the Vegas Legion in uh, round two, who knows? Um Next, we'll talk about Minnesota and Boston because we talked about the implications, but we really haven't talked about the actual matchup. Um, obviously, a crucial match for both teams. Uh, Minnesota could tie Boston and Seattle for seventh uh, for sixth, excuse me, um, if they win this match, and Boston could take a hold of sixth place uh, by themselves with this uh, with a win here. Um, I think I'm favoring Minnesota, but. I I do think that it's 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 not a simple answer. It's not a an easy answer by any means. Um, and I'm not sure how much to play into the sound EQ. Uh, like you know the fact that Boston ended up winning that series. I don't know how much can be weighed of like Boston is better than Minnesota. What do you think? Does that you know does that factor into your decision making process at all? I mean, it's a different team. They didn't have a yep. match one. They were, they played that match, so I don't really know. Um, this one, uh, you know, I think ultra subliners I can see going either way because I think both teams are really strong. This one, I think both. I, I don't think these teams are necessarily weak, but they're both um, kind of mid. Sure. So that's I I think this could go either way. Uh, I'm leaning towards Boston just because, again, small sample size out of the new attached lineup, although they did see success online. Uh, mm -hmm. Not really sure what to expect. And, you know, Boston's been going through roster changes too, so I really don't <laughs> like picking either of these teams in, in this situation. But uh, for the sake of picking them, I'm going with Boston here. Uh, Optic Florida. I think we both agree Optic are the favorites. Um, yep. Well, you know, that's undeniable that they're the favorites, but I think uh, 
you know, I'm going to go with optic. I assume you're going to go with optic. Um, but who knows, you know, Florida, Florida's win over LAT was interesting. You know, like I don't really, you know, think anything of the fact that Florida beat, I think it was LAG and London, uh, in the other two qualifiers that they won, uh, this past, um, you know, cycle. I don't think that much can be made of that just because both those teams are really, really bad and have been bad for a while. Um, beating LAT is interesting though, because we talked about it, I think post major four, but LAT and optic are a tough matchup for each other. And especially it's a, a tough matchup for optic because LAT is such a strong hard point team. Um, and the fact that LAT lost both hard points to Florida, which was very surprising. Um, I, I, you know, obviously got to go with optic, but I do think it's interesting that Florida was able to beat LAT, which is not something that optic has been very keen on doing lately. Yeah. I feel like I've said it multiple times this episode. I think this one could be a little closer than some other people might think, especially looking at records and the, the place in the overall standings, all that jazz, but uh, I'll go optic, but you know, like, like we saw in this last three, each of the maps could be very close. Uh, I still think optics should take care of business here though. Um, and let's get a definitive answer. Vegas versus Atlanta. Pretty pulling at the heartstrings a little bit because we've been so favorable to Atlanta over the years. And I mean, Vegas has to be the most talked about team on this this podcast this season, um, which, you know, we were, we really didn't talk a ton about the Legion last year um, other than kind of ragging on them for being, you know, horrifically bad. Uh, but who do you who do you think wins? Um, I guess this is probably a a brain versus heart answer. But uh, who wins, Atlanta versus Vegas? Yeah, I went back and forth on it for a little bit, but uh, you you kind of alluded to it when you were talking about the Pickums earlier. Whenever it was major three or major four, I think it was three though. Um, you know, was going with my heart more than my mind, and it cost me a little bit of my lead in the Pickum. So uh, I'm just gonna go with Phase here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Atlanta as well. Um, I'm I'm kind of hoping that you know picking against Vegas will have a an effect on them, and they'll somehow turn into like I don't know AW Optic or something. I don't know. Um, I I'd love for them to be able to pull this off, but I think when I was looking it up and I saw that they're zero and four against Phase um, this season, two and twelve in map count. They just lost three zero two phase online which you know who knows it's online it could be different uh but vegas also did not have a good major four which was uh and it probably will turn out to be the the worst you know event possible for them because uh a, even one win at major four probably could have helped them uh go a long way in terms of getting to champs and that might turn out to be kind of their undoing um but yeah i'm gonna go with atlanta i just don't feel very confident. I think Atlanta is a really, really tough matchup for anybody, but especially Vegas as a, as a team that they can't really capitalize on Atlanta's mistakes and their weaknesses, especially control. Like uh, I think control is phases worst game mode, but that's by far uh, Vegas's worst game mode. And it's, you know, hard point is their second game mode and it's the same for Atlanta, but I think Atlanta might be a, a tad better uh, in hard point and, um, you know, it's disappointing, but I, I, I think phase is probably going to win and, um, Vegas is going to have the biggest uphill battle to, to face, uh, in the losers bracket. Um, we should 
probably give our predictions for you know who we think is going to win, how we think things are going to go. So first, let's just talk about the winner because that seems almost like a footnote, um, at least in our view, because I, I really like the playoff race. I like the kind of the chase that Vegas is on rather than talking so much about how great Optic is because, you know, we've talked about it, but at a certain point, like, they have to go out and you know have a great event this this weekend to kind of prove that they're worthy of like the championship and everything. Um, but let's talk about just uh, briefly who do you think is going to win Major Five, uh, close out the CDL regular season with a win? Um, will we have a fifth different major winner? What do you think? Yeah, I mean. So it's tough. I uh, I feel like it's kind of lame to pick Optic, but I think, you know, say Optic is going to win it all. Um, if we want to do one where we both decide to not pick Optic, I will take FaZe. Um, kind of a historic pick. But I think you have, uh, you brought up a good point that even in my head, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing how everything shakes out for champs than... Um, who wins this event, which kind of doesn't seem right just because this is, it's, it's really no different than any other tournament we've had up to this point, but champs is champs. So, um, yeah, I, I think again, I, I picked optic heading into major four too. Um, so I think they're the, definitely the safe pick just based on their online play, two sets of online qualifiers in a row. Um, I do like FaZe's matchups in, in the bottom half of this bracket to potentially get to a winner's bracket final matchup against Optic. I, I really think Optic has a strong side of the bracket to get to that winner's final too. Um, and then Optic versus FaZe, if that's what we see in the winner's final, like we said earlier, Optic uh, has had FaZe's number all year. So, you know, in theory, at least on paper, Optic uh, could potentially have a, a a good path to success to at least get to the grand finals, but we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, yes, I think it's smart to just do an Optic answer. You know, if you're if you're going to pick Optic and then a non-Optic answer, so I, I think you know logically Optic will win the major. They they don't they probably. I won't, I won't say they won't, but they probably won't have LAT to deal with. Um, you know, crazier things have happened, but uh, LAT coming from losers round one um, to win a major would be pretty ridiculous and up there as like one of the more ludicrous things that to happen in the CDO. Um, so I'll go with optic, but my non-optic answer is probably, uh, probably Toronto, um, but it's not... Yeah, it's not a a good answer to be honest. Um I I I this would probably be the event that FaZe win, but um, you know, I I don't know. Like it's a I think Optic definitely have a a very good shot at getting to just winners finals because they play Florida, they'll play the winner of Boston, Minnesota. Like those seem to be two very, very winnable matchups for them. Uh whereas the other side of the bracket is kind of like like a group of death almost because you have New York, Toronto and phase like, uh, you know, I'm not going to disrespect Vegas, but you know, like Vegas, Toronto and New York are both in the top uh, five in the, um, in champs. They all have champ spots. I think they're all capable of winning champs. Uh, it just seems like a very tough road for any of those teams to get to winners finals, but I'll, I'll say Toronto, but I'm not feeling too confident on it. Um, and how do you think the, 
the final force or final three spots at champs shape out between Vegas, Boston, Minnesota, and Seattle. Um, those, those four teams battling for three. Who do you think is the odd team out essentially? Pretty uh, anticlimactic in my opinion, but uh, I unfortunately think it's going to shake out where Boston, Minnesota, and Seattle get in and, and Vegas is on the outside looking in. Uh, hopefully, maybe if, uh, um, you know, saying that on my part is is what uh, jinxes it so Vegas gets in. But, um, yeah, it, it's, you know, if we're expecting Vegas to drop that first matchup against uh, FaZe, all you can ask for in that case, as I've said multiple episodes in a row now, is Paris. Well, I said Paris. <laughs> Vegas would be dropping down to play Seattle, and they have their own fate in their own hands there. If they win that matchup, they put themselves a step closer to possibly making champs and getting one of their competitors for a champ spot out of the tournament at the same time. And if they lose that, their season is just over. So, um. It's going to be tough, and I mean, hey, you know, who knows? Maybe they come out and really just surprise us all and, and knock FaZe out in, in the first round, and then they're in a totally different position to potentially get even more points. But uh, we're going to need a really strong performance out of Vegas this event to get to uh, champs. And I'd really, just for the storylines, I think it would be really cool if it happens. But uh, unfortunately, I, I feel like... We, we might not the uh, Vegas is winning chance crew might not get the fairy tale ending they're looking for yeah I think we're both pretty pessimistic at least when it comes to sports um and I'm especially pessimistic about teams that I like or I'm rooting for um I even you know this Denver versus uh, Lakers series um I wasn't like going to start celebrating or anything when they went up 3-0, even though no team in NBA history has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit. But it just felt like, you know, it, it's going to happen eventually. What if it happens here? And I feel kind of the opposite about Vegas. Like, you know, it, it could happen, and it did happen with New York last year, but I don't I don't see it happening with Vegas. Um, Vegas, I think they lose to FaZe round one. And I honestly, I wouldn't like. I I feel that they might actually lose to Seattle in the losers bracket. Uh, Seattle is zero two against Vegas in you know this season, um, but zero uh, two against Vegas this season. But both of those matches were online. Um, Vegas had just like the worst major four that you could imagine. Um, you know, based on like what they really needed, and. I just have a, a feeling accuracy will clutch up in S and D like some series and uh, maybe round 11, which would be heartbreaking. I, I think I'd have to turn off the stream at that point. Um, but I, I just have that feeling. I don't see it happening and who knows what happens with Minnesota and Boston. Like the worst case scenario probably for Vegas is that Minnesota wins the first round because then they get the 10 points Boston drops down to London and probably gets 10 more points. And then it's kind of like you'd rather just Minnesota lose to Boston, beat London, and then hopefully lose to LAT or, or Florida or something like that. Like that's your, your best case scenario. And I just don't think Vegas is probably going to get a top four spot at this major if that happens. 
Um, yeah, but you know, obviously we want Vegas to get into the major because that would just be cool. Uh, but I think the most likely scenario is probably, I think Boston getting sixth, Seattle getting seventh and Minnesota getting eighth. Uh, and then obviously Vegas getting ninth, which, um, would end their season at major five. Um, anything else you want to talk about, about the major before we get out of here? Nope. I, I think we'll have a lot to talk about. Uh, next week, mm-hmm. and then obviously we have like three weeks, I think, before champs, so um, we should have plenty to talk about after the fact. I think, like you kind of said, it's it's the playoff race is the most intriguing storyline in a lot of uh, well, at least in our minds, and I feel like in a lot of people's minds as well. So uh, we'll, we'll be excited to see what happens this weekend. A lot of cool stuff can happen, and we should have plenty to talk about um, once the action all unfolds. But as of now, I, th- I think we really hit everything. We didn't really talk about the loser bracket too much. Um, LAT, just Could based make a on run. how the bracket shakes out, yeah, they, they have a favorable draw there in the lower bracket. Um other than that, yeah, not not much really to um, say. Yeah, I I don't think there are many at this point. I don't think there are many London or LAG fans sticking around the podcast to to listen to us talk about them. Um, LAT, like I said, and like you said, like they have a pretty favorable draw. They definitely could make a run. Uh, they'll play the loser of Optic versus Florida. If Optic lose to Florida, that would be hilarious for one of those one of those teams, Optic and LAT, the major four grand finalists to face each other in losers round one. Uh, I don't see that happening, but um, you know that's that is a possibility. I think LAT probably go out like honestly, probably top four is probably where they they fall out um, because it's it's tough for them to keep making these runs, and it only takes one series where they kind of screw up things and and they don't go you know, 100%, and it, it just ends up uh, falling apart early. Uh, but if there's a team that could make a historic loser's bracket run and win the uh, the major, it is LAT, and uh, I wouldn't be too, too surprised at that. Um, but yeah, that does it for the podcast. Uh, that does it for this episode. Uh, we are now 80 episodes deep, um, which is, is pretty crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, for episode 81, where we'll talk about how Vegas won Major 5 and they secured a spot at Champs and, you know, everything that went right for them, it went right. Um, uh, Make sure to subscribe, like, or follow the podcast wherever you're listening or watching on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Um, Of course, uh, again, we want to thank you guys for the support on YouTube. It's been really, really crazy. I also saw that just a few days ago, we got a new uh, review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review, um, and the person said that they had not um, left a review in over a year, but they uh, gave us some encouragement of like, just keep making episodes, really like the podcast. So whoever that kind person is, thank you, and thank you for listening. Um, and if you wanted, if another person that's listening, they want to do the same thing, uh, go to Apple podcast, leave a five-star review, say something nice about how handsome Bink and I are. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, we'll, we'll keep doing episodes just for you. Um, 
yeah, follow us on Twitter at jbanquet2ks, at presbyers, and the podcast Twitter is at egochatpodcast. We will be back next week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday uh, of next week um, to talk about Major 5, and we'll have the, the eight teams that are going to champs. We'll uh, kind of begin to talk about them because we do have a few weeks until champs, but um, we'll We'll be talking about pretty much everything. We'll be wrapping up the CDL regular season, a, a pretty big episode coming next week. Uh, so make sure to uh, tune in for that. Um, but that does it for me. Bank, take it away. Yep. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in all the support. Uh, should be an exciting weekend, and notably for those of uh, you in the U.S. Um, hope you all have a, a happy and safe Memorial Day weekend. Um, and not much... Not much of a safer thing you can do than staying inside watching COD for Memorial Day. So if you don't have any uh, barbecue plans or anything like that, it's a good alternative. So I um, hope you guys enjoy the show today and hope to see you guys back uh, next week whenever we're on here to talk about all of the things that happen at Major 5 and give probably, like Preston said, a very brief Champs preview before we do more in-depth Champs stuff uh, in the weeks leading up to that later in June. So yeah, thank you guys, and remember to send the chat.